Hey guys, welcome to week 30 of the Virtus Performance Podcast. For all you guys who've been listening for the last 29 weeks, thank you very much. You're all a bunch of legends. If you have been enjoying it, please share, please subscribe, please get all kinds of up and around it. Today, I sat down and chatted to one of our performance coaches here at Virtus, Maddie Tilly. Maddie is an absolute superstar. She's a, an amazing footballer. She is one of the nicest humans you'll ever meet and someone that doesn't give herself enough pats on the back. So that was a recurring theme in today's podcast. She's traveled the world. She's done heaps of cool stuff and <clears throat> she's currently sitting in front of me trying to find her purpose. And it's something that we've been working on for a little while that we're, we're getting there. We're working on it. So right at the end of the podcast, she fumbled and struggled for her favorite, <laughs> favorite quote. She couldn't find it, but we found it, so Maddie, I'll leave it to you. All right. So it's Anson Dorrance. Um, the challenge isn't someone else. The challenge is within. It's the aching in your lungs and the burning in your legs and the voice that yells can't, but you don't listen. You just push harder. Then you hear a voice whisper can, and you realise the person you thought you were is no match for the one you really are. <sighs> Good. There's about uh, 80 minutes of that kind of fire to follow, so enjoy. <laughs> My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Virtus Podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. Maddie Tilly. Hey. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for coming on. I tried to pull out as long as I could, but here we are. We got here, we got here. Uh, I've been looking forward to this for a while because even though you don't say much, I think you think fairly deeply most of the time. Sometimes. Sometimes? Sometimes I just gloss over the surface and then other times when I actually start thinking about things, it kind of dives in deeper. And then the magic happens. Yeah. First question for you. Well, here we go. What gets you out of bed in the morning? Or mid-morning, or afternoon. <laughs> Food, to be honest with you. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, like this morning I was kind of lying in bed and I was like, oh, there's eggs. There's eggs in the fridge. There's goat cheese in the fridge. There's aloe in the fridge. How can I stay here all day when that's calling my name? Coffee. I don't drink coffee. I know, it's I know. so weird. You're like I'm the like only person ever. the black sheep of my family and of You're definitely the black sheep of Virtus not drinking coffee. I thought that was going to make or break me getting into the internship when you asked me that. Mm-hmm. You did like, say oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm well, out. <laughs> I'm out already. Well, apart from fueling, fueling the, uh, the athletic machine that is Maddie <laughs> Tilly, from, uh, from a philosophical point of view, what gets you out of bed in the morning? Um, I don't think that's a question I know the answer to yet. That's fair. It's something that I'm still kind of searching for. Yeah. Some days, life's different every day. What are, the, what are the usual things that get you out of bed? Uh, what do you do with your life at the moment? I work at Verse and the Maze. Part of two cults now, apparently. <laughs> two cults. What's, <laughs> what's your role at the Maze? Uh, so I was a supervisor, but now I'm just a regular... Just a player. Run-of-the-mill cafe gal. 
which is nice not having any responsibility anymore, to be honest. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Pumped that off right before summer, and uh, yeah, I'll just cruise on through. Good. And Virtus? Oh, I suppose performance coach. Yeah. Talk, yeah. talk me through your role as a performance coach at Virtus. Well, I feel like you could answer that better than I could. It's your podcast, <laughs> man. Talk to me. Um, my role as a performance coach at Virtus. Uh, I do a bit of group training here and there with the VGT legends and um, coach a junior athlete. Paddy with the, the Edwards Athletics Program. Awesome. He's an absolute legend. Um, and then just my kind of one-on-one clients. What are the, what are, what's your perfect client? What kind of one-on-one clients do you love having? I love, uh, I honestly love the footy girls. I love when they come in and they're like, look, we're in pre-season or whatever time of the year it is. Um, yeah, just want to get fitter and stronger and dominate at whatever sport they're playing. It doesn't have to be footy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think female athletes are yeah, probably my favourite. Is it because you play football as well and you love that team, yeah. team environment? Yeah, that team, I've played sport like my whole life. That team environment's like everything. Um, yeah. When did you first start playing sport? I think I was in year one or two. Uh, I was at a friend's birthday party and one of my other friends was there and her mum was a basketball coach. And was trying to get like a team up and running for our awesome. school year, and she was like, "You're tall, you're coming." And you're tall. Like, what? She's playing netball, <laughs> and I was like, "I'll play basketball." I don't know. So that was it. That's outstanding. Yeah. And then, and then, how did you get from basketball into football? Well, I think growing up, I always played footy, like running around in the backyard with dad and my brother, kicking the ball around. And then I was that weird older sister who played football on the oval at lunchtime with her brother and all his mates who were like two years younger than me. <laughs> um, so that was pretty much all of primary school. And then high school, they actually had like girls footy that you could play. And so I tried out for the team and it was pretty awesome. And couldn't really find a team in our area to play. And then a mate asked me to play soccer instead. Yeah. So I did that. Um, kind of got sold down the river and told that I was a goalkeeper because I could catch a ball and I wasn't scared of it. Um, yeah. So I ended up as a goalkeeper. Goalie. Yeah. It was a bit of fun, actually. Good. I miss it sometimes, but um, yeah, and then kind of came back from Canada, went to play soccer again, and kind of got there, and the club and the team was in shambles a little bit. How long ago is this? Uh, 2015, Mm -hmm. late 2015, so I filled in for a couple of games um, right before I went up to Fraser Island for my sister's wedding, and kind of took a dive and scraped some skin off my shin and got to Fraser Island and my mum was like I told you not to play soccer you have to get you know be in a wedding with this giant scrape on your leg I was like sorry mum <laughs> story of my life um, and then I had another friend who I played basketball with and she was like oh just come play footy and I haven't looked back since awesome where did you what team did you play for your first year so I played Seaford for my first year so you've been at Seaford the whole time yeah so two years at Seaford kind of yeah went on down there and Almost walked onto the VFL team straight up. Oh, head wobble. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> really cool. from the best well That's really cool. What, did you, what have you learned playing footy for the last couple of years? Oh, a lot. Um, play, going from playing goalkeeper at soccer, where mm-hmm. you kind of throw yourself at the ground a lot, but you don't necessarily run, Yeah. to football where playing the ruck where like, I'm running everywhere. Um that yeah, running is just a different stressor on your body. Like you obviously learn that, but until you actually do it, it's so different. Um, yeah. 
and I think I've had to focus on recovery and things like that a lot more than playing soccer. So that's something. Um, well, I think for like guys that have played football since they were six and seven, they've had every year is a little bit more stress on their body to yeah. be able to deal with the stress of playing football. So when you get like you girls, and obviously it's been amazing to see how quickly. Uh, women's footy's grown over the last couple of years. It's been, been phenomenal. Yeah. But you girls are dealing with all that stress that the guys are, but you don't have the, you know, five, six, seven, ten yeah, years uh, yeah. of building into of it building and into dealing it. it dealing with it, yeah. yeah. Um especially to, to jump into that top level mm. and play against you know, like all the girls that are in the AFL. It was yeah. Crazy. Be, it must be pretty cool though. Yeah, you kind of run out into the field and I remember playing Darabin Falcons and I was running around and I saw this person run past and I was like, oh, you look really, really familiar. I don't know why. And it was literally like towards the end of the game. I'm like, oh, yeah, she plays for Melbourne. She was on TV the other week. That's why. That old chestnut. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was really, really cool. And then watching my teammates get drafted as well. That was so awesome. Awesome. How many of your teammates have been drafted so far? Uh, it was... Um, I don't want to leave it. A few? Anymore. I think five, six last... Well, five got officially drafted, but six ended up playing. And then this year, there'll be five of them. Yeah, cool. cool. Yeah. Back on, like, injuries for a second, have you found that there seems to be more injuries in the girls' footy than you would have expected? Have you had a few girls go down with, like, soft tissue stuff and overuse stuff? Or has it been, you've been, you guys have been pretty lucky? I think, yeah, there's been a few injuries, like your classic... ACL, I reckon I saw like four or five teammates across basketball and footy go down with an ACL last year. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but like I expected that, honestly, which is terrible to say, but I think that's just the scope of women's sport a little bit. But mm. knowing the lack of kind of, especially at our club, like physiotherapy support um, and strength and conditioning stuff that we built into training. And potentially our running loads as well weren't probably what they needed to be to be ready for a season. I honestly think that there probably should have been more injuries. That's, well, it's pretty it's pretty good then when you when you see all those holes in your physical preparation. Yeah. And you can kind of go, well, there's that hole, there's that hole, there's that hole, and we as a group, you majority of you tend to get through relatively unscathed. Yeah, I honestly don't know how, but we did. Um, yeah. There were some, yeah, there were injuries, but there's always going to be injuries mm-hmm. in playing sport, yeah. um, especially when you run at each other and hit people. <laughs> like, yeah, as um, a contact sport, you're going to get hurt, yeah. but if we can if we can start to reduce that injury load, um, soft tissue injuries and overuse injuries yeah. and, and mismanagement injuries, we can um, we can get everyone on the park more, which is yeah. the goal. Well, I mean, from my two years there, I, I did see a step up in the second year. Uh, we got some strength and conditioning uh, people that came down and, and got on board, and we had a physio get on board as well. So awesome! Yeah, it, it definitely keep getting better. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that standard lifted because the VFL kind of stipulated that we had to, but now see if it doesn't have that VFL license anymore. So I don't know what will happen down there. But yeah, do you guys know? So what team are you guys playing, or what league are you guys playing in? Well, the three teams at Seaford will be Division One, Division Two, and then mm. Development League. Yeah. Um, if we get the three up again. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Where I'll be playing remains to be seen a little bit, but. Yeah. So for those that don't follow women's football, or don't understand how it all works. How is it structured now with AFL and BFL and local local? So the AFLW will run February to like early Feb to late or early April this year, early April. Yeah. 
or late March. Anyway, eight weeks. Um, yeah, uh, this year. So that'll be that'll be that, and then those players will then return back to their VFL clubs. Yeah, um, which that system's changed a little bit this year. Um, yeah. With a lot of the local clubs who have the VFL license have kind of disbanded a little bit and they've kind of fallen into the hands of, of men's VFL clubs or AFL affiliates. Uh, so that'll be a little bit all over the place, I think. Uh, some yeah. of the AFL clubs want their AFL players to go to their VFL clubs and then others want to go back to the club they've been playing at the whole time. Yeah, it'll be an interesting system as they work it out for the next three, yeah. three four, five years. Um, but I'm sure... You know, when it gets to that three, four, five year mark, it'll have you know AFL, VFL. Yeah, well, that's the obvious end goal that they're looking for. Um, and the changes were going to happen probably sooner rather than later. So definitely. Yeah, and then so it goes kind of AFL, and then whatever state you're playing in, that top league, so Victoria to VFL, and then from there, uh, the states kind of divide into the divisions, kind of like the men's, and then Division One, Division Two, Development League. That's cool. That's cool. So, yeah. And you've been uh, selected to try out it. The Saints? Yeah, Southern St Kilda. Awesome. Um, or as part of Saints AFL Club. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a bit of fun. Was that always the goal, to, I guess, play out those high levels? Um, I suppose a couple of years ago when I walked into Seaford, I was just wanting to have a bit of fun and try something different and stay yeah. active. And like I said, growing up in that team environment, I absolutely love it. Um, so that was my first goal. And then I started playing VFL that first year and... I think I had kind of one stint where I played like in our reserves for a little bit and then back into the VFL and then yeah. last year my goal this season last season was my goal my goal was to play every game and I hit that so awesome. yeah then I kind of went off to Europe and all this news started coming in about where the new teams were going to be and people were like oh my god have you registered your interest to try out yet blah 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 I was like oh my god I just need a break from football in your life but um <laughs> got home and I kind of decided that I'd be stupid to not at least try so I just, yeah, I'd probably be disappointed with myself if I didn't at least try. So I gave it a crack. I think I only put my expression of interest into the local teams. So I think Casey, maybe Box Hill and St Kilda got the call to go down to St Kilda for a trial day. And yeah. How'd it go? Uh, it was a bit hard. Was that, um, it was last week, right? No, no, that was a couple of weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah, I think yeah. the 17th. Yeah. Something like that. Um... Because I'm not allowed to run, bit of a hip injury at the moment, mm-hmm. so I'm actually so listening to managing that. Yeah, actually listening to Greg and Ash this time around, so not running. Um, Good. So yeah, didn't really couldn't really do any of the physical testing. I just could just do the ball skills, um, yeah. and even then there was a few of those that I probably jogged a little bit more than I should have, but then had to kind of bow out as they got a little bit more intense. So I was kind of. Kind of there, I was like, I can't really do much other than the ball skills, so I just do my best with that and try and get around to the girls and cheer them on. And didn't expect too but much. But you were there, like that. and yeah. you were there, and you were giving it a crack. Yeah, I introduced myself yeah. to the coaches and stuff, and yeah, that's yeah. all I could do, I suppose. Just I think it would have been really easy situation. for you to just use that hip injury and go, oh, you know what, I'm not going to try. I'm not yeah. Gonna do it. But it's, it's, it was cool to see you just give it a crack, regardless, and hopefully. Yeah. Keep moving forward. Hopefully they uh, show a little bit of faith and a bit of patience with my hip and it improves and we're good to go by the time season rolls around, but we'll see. But yourself and my brother both said that if they want to take themselves seriously as a VFL club, they have to acknowledge that this is the time of year people are rehabbing injuries. Mm-hmm. 
So, mm-hmm. and so. they were really understanding. So, yeah, yeah, yeah it'll be it'll be interesting because like they've got to make decisions as well. And yeah, exactly. When people are running and people aren't, it's yeah, it'll be yeah. Fingers, exactly. fingers crossed for you because I think you'll you'll do really well Thank if you. you actually make it happen. Have you thought about adding basketball and soccer back to that training load, or you're done with those? Uh, with soccer, like as a goalkeeper, once I commit. I can't play two sports. I can't have them overlapping because yeah. if it was footy versus soccer, I'd probably choose soccer purely because, like, I'm a goalkeeper. I have to be there. Like, this is probably going to sound a little bit cocky and in no means <laughs> I need to mean it to sound that way, but, like, it's hard to replace a goalkeeper. And it's hard to replace a ruckman. It is, it is, but I think... Like, football, you can find someone else who can run and jump at a ball. Yeah. Goalkeeping's... Like, people just say goalkeepers are nut jobs, really. We're just crazy. <laughs> we just throw ourselves in front of a ball at the ground and in front of people. And yeah. I don't need in the head ones. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, no. Don't do that. All right, let's go back a little bit. Let's talk about, let's talk about school. All right. When you, were, when you were going through high school, did you know what you wanted to be when you grew up? No. If we roll right back to primary school, yeah. I wanted to be Lauren Jackson. Awesome. I just wanted to be her. Um, but then I kind of stopped growing and wasn't that great at basketball. <laughs> and I was like, ah. So the two things you needed, extreme height and to be good at basketball, you yeah. didn't quite have. Exactly. And sometimes even if you just have the extreme height, they'll let you get away with the basketball skills because yeah. you're just so much taller than everyone else. But it's like I'm tall, out. but I'm not quite that <laughs> tall. Um, so but, when, you, when you realized you couldn't be Lauren Jackson, what was the, uh, what did you want to be? I think a vet, to be honest. A vet? And then someone's, I think it was my mum, she was like, would you be able to put down an animal? And I was like, oh, mum. That's, that's really sadistic from mum and Tilly. She's like, look, if you can, that's fine, then go and study it. But I don't want you to go and study it if you get to the end and go, I couldn't actually put down someone's animal. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's my a, God. That's one of the perks of the job you don't necessarily think about. Yeah. No, and I was no. like, yeah, okay, she makes a point. Yeah. Um... And then, I don't know, I kind of floated through the rest of high school, tossing around a few ideas, like, I think I wanted to be an architect at one point, maybe graphics design at another point. Yeah. Um, and then finished school and had to, like, nominate preferences for uni. And I was like, oh, I don't know, I'll just do a science degree at Melbourne because my science teacher was like, yeah, do something cool. Yeah, do science. <laughs> and, like, I looked up to her a lot, so I was like, yeah, okay. Um, and then mum and dad were like, yeah, that's cool. You could like, you know, go and be a vet and stuff. I'm like, cool. So then I kind of started studying science and I was like, this is for me. <laughs> like, I quit after three months. Yeah. Yeah. Waited until after the census day too. That was... You really after I know oh yes yeah, I know and I was like do I just keep going and finish the semester I was like I'm probably not going to pass anything anyway so I just kind of silently bowed out it happens yeah but it's good that you were able to make that decision yeah everyone. so I was like 2012 I think and yeah. then I spent the rest of the year working full time at McDonald's nice which is a high point hey nothing wrong with working at McDonald's yeah no hey no. everyone needs their nuggets Exactly, and I provided those nuggets <laughs> that were quite fresh and quick out that kitchen. <laughs> um, I don't know, it was kind of fun. Every time like, I end up at McDonald's now, which isn't very often, but um, I'm standing there, I'm like, I can still do all of this. Yeah. Um, but I always kind of said that if working full-time at McDonald's doesn't make you want to go out and do something else, then 
you'll just stay there forever. Yeah. Um, and I knew pretty quickly that I wanted to get out of there and do something else with my life. Yeah. And then what, um, what, what did you move on to from there? Uh, that was when I started health science at Deakin. So I think I was watching the Olympics in 2012 in mm. London um, before and after work whenever I could fit it in. Yeah. And I remember watching, I think it was the US women's soccer team play Canada. It was like a semi-final and they just went goal for goal the whole time. It was like three all at the end of extra time and there was like a minute 30 left. And it's counting down, it's counting down. There's about 30 seconds left and I was like, okay, this is going to penalties. And then America scored and I was like, what the hell? Like, they great. just didn't give up. And I was like really inspired by that. I don't, That's awesome. It just kind of struck cool me. You come back to that one moment. Yeah, and that kind of... I can roll it back even, I think, to when I quit uni and then just the trail of events that happened to kind of get me to where I kind of am now is kind of really clear, which is cool. It's awesome. Um, so, like, sometimes people are like, do you regret, like, going to uni and then quitting? I'm like, no, because if I didn't do that, then this wouldn't have happened and this wouldn't have happened and it kind of just keeps rolling and then I'm like, and then I wouldn't be doing this. And they're like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It's one of those things that, like, it might, might not be clear at the time, but... You can look back later and realize that things actually do happen for a reason. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I like that. Do you think? Um, would you look at your time at Melbourne Uni and say it's a, it was a failure? No, I don't think so. Because I I realized that like studying what I was studying, I think I had four subjects. It was an architecture subject, which is something that always had interested me. Yeah. Chemistry, biology, and physics, yep. and. Absolutely hated physics. Chemistry was like okay. Why did you hate physics? Was it because of just the subject matter, or I think at the time it was. just went straight over my head. To yeah. be honest. Um, and like they, it was me and my mate from high school we sat in that class together, and we were like, "What the hell is happening?" Did you do physics at high high school? No. No. I think that's probably why. Yeah. And then physics or uni is one of those places that if you have a little bit of interest and a little bit of understanding of a, of a topic, you could it's it. incredibly easy to, or it's incredibly easy, but it's a lot easier to figure it out. Yeah. But if you go in blind, the, the lecturers aren't there. It's yeah. Like, like high school teachers are to sit there and help you. And, and like it. really break it down for you and take it nice and slow. It's like uni's like subjects of warp speed. They've got like, what, 10 weeks to just cram everything in. Yeah. Um, and do it while you're sitting there half asleep. Yeah, with like... Trying not to check Facebook. hundred other people in a lecture hall that like... The amount of times I'd be sitting in a lecture theatre and you'd look forward and someone would be like... What some dude was watching curling in class one day. <laughs> like of all the things, curling. I, yeah, but it might have been more exciting than... Yeah, true. And then this other chick was like looking up on Google looking at pictures of deer. And I was like, what is, <laughs> what is happening? Um, but that's more that's more exciting than sitting in a lecture. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I, I always, I've, now after coming out of uni and teaching ourselves and doing our internship, and you've done it, which we'll talk about soon, it's like sitting down, staring at a screen for three hours and two hours just isn't nah. most people's way of learning. I think I could do it for maximum an hour. Those two hour lectures just killed me. Yeah, knees um, on out and yeah. just waste your time. And you was going back in, you're like, wait, what are we talking about? Oh my god! You mi- <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, you missed two slides and you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so yeah, what I did: physics, chemistry, biology, and architecture. And I quickly realised that I loved the biology side of it. That's cool. But the rest was hit on me. It's like I yeah. could live without it. And I was like, all right, so at least we know that's something. Um, and then yeah, as I said, pull me 
like the chain it was like quit uni was working full time at McDonald's yeah. was watching the Olympics and then I was like oh that's really cool learn a lot more about the US women's team and then their physical preparation coach Dawn Scott and like started looking more into that I'm like that's that'll be something that'll be really cool to do yeah. and then I found the health science degree well it was double degree I started in arts health science at yeah there you go um, yeah and then because I was working at McDonald's that whole time became really good friends with one of the girls there and then she was like oh I'll come play soccer at Seaford and then I was playing soccer at Seaford and then that rolled into how I got my job at the maze and then being at the maze meant I could go on student exchange and it just kind of all snowballed from there yeah awesome yeah. Awesome. When you when you started your health science degree, did you realise, yep, this is where I this is where I should be? No. <laughs> I started health science in an architecture oh sorry, not architecture, um arts. arts degree. And I think the original plan was to use the arts for psychology, because you could at that point, and yep. then do exercise science and nutrition yep. in the health science side. But then the day we got there, our like info session before we picked subjects, they were like so as of this year, arts is uh, not uh, like classifying psychology anymore. That falls under health science. So Ugh. I was like, oh my God, why? Um, Timing. Yeah. So then I, I think I did like a photography subject and a creative writing subject, which was just random. Awesome. Yeah. The creative writing subject is actually really cool. Yeah. And the photography was cool too, but like I've done that in, in high school. Um, but yeah, I got to end of first semester and an email came around, like an automated email, like, if you want to drop either part of your double degree, just email us, set up a time for us to talk and you can. And I was like, yep, okay. So yeah. <laughs> so part of the arts. Would you have kept going if you didn't get that email? With the art side? No, but no. yes, with the health science. Yeah. So yeah, that was really good because yeah. I was kind of getting to the end of those two subjects under the arts umbrella, I suppose. And I was kind of like, I don't know what my arts major is going to be. Mm. Yeah. And I was looking at the list that we had and I was like, oh my God, I don't even know. Um, so it was kind of a blessing. Yeah. But that's... that email came around and I was like, yes. That's cool. It's cool that you can come back to like one game of soccer and one email yeah, as two I, um, kind of turning points. Or Yeah, it was literally our last game of the year and this girl called Sarah needed a lift and I was like, yeah, jump in. So I drove her to our game. I think it was a home game to an away game. Um I think I played both actually. I think that happened a lot in my two seasons there. I like, played two games of soccer because we had two teams, but with injuries and stuff, like there were goalkeepers all over the place that were all injured. So I was like, yeah, I just played both all week. Yeah. Um, so I drove out of the second game and I was saying how I needed a new job because McDonald's was just not really doing a well lot for me anymore. Um, and she was like, oh, I work at the Enchanted Maze Garden. Shoot me your resume um, and I'll get you an interview. So I literally. On the Monday, showed her an email. I had an interview later that week, and then I started like the next Saturday. How oh, good? Yeah, it was a really quick turnaround. Sliding doors. That's awesome. Yeah, That's yeah, really, it, was, really cool. it was so cool. So, when did you start working in the maze? Give me a give me a timeline. End of twenty thirteen, I think. Awesome. And you were doing your health science degree. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when you were doing the health science degree, did you kind of know well this is what I'm going to do when I finish, or here's where I want to be in five years? No, no, I have, not until I kind of came here and you guys were like, goal setting, I was like, <laughs> I've never really looked too far forward. Yeah. Kind of, I started that degree and I knew that I wanted to do student exchange because I've just always had a fascination with that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was pretty much all I knew. 
I was like, I know I like learning this stuff. Yeah. Don't necessarily like it in learning it in the environment that uni is, but I like learning it, and yeah. I'm just going to finish and see what happens. That's, that's pretty cool, because I think <clears throat> too many people finish school and go to uni and feel as though they have to know what they want to do. Um, I won't lie. I stressed about it a lot. That, that was my next question. Did you... Is it something that you're kind of anxious about? Oh, knowing? yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of breakdowns. Do you think it had to be, though? Um, I don't know. Probably not. Like, the worrying about it wasn't solving anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't helpful, but... I think it's just one of those things. Yeah. That, like, society expectation that you're going to go to uni and find a job and start working towards it. And I think, like, what stresses me the most sometimes, and it still does, is, like, all the things that I want to do and I just feel like I'm on this rush timeline when in reality I'm not. Mm-hmm. Is like, that, I guess, as like, self-driven rush or is it... From external factors, oh, like friends and family? It's or completely self-driven rush. Completely yeah. self-driven rush. I kind of lay out all this travelling and all this stuff I want to do. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, how long does it take me to save money for a trip? Okay, X <laughs> amount of time. Which means I can fit this, this and this in the next 10 years. And then I'm going to be this old. And like, oh my God, it's just... It's just yeah. overwhelming. Yeah, and it's just like, just shut up in there. <laughs> do you have, I guess, now that like, you're aware of that, which is kind of half the battle yeah. somewhat do you have strategies to help you get through that anxiousness around timelines and travel and saving and um I don't really I just have like just cry to my mum <laughs> <laughs> hey that's a strategy <laughs> um I even did that in London like I wasn't even home yet and I was like on the phone in tears for one night like eating I'm sitting in this hostel I just made dinner I'm sitting there eating this massive plate of like veggies and I was just like mom <laughs> like, and, and this wasn't that long ago no it wasn't it was only a couple like, of months ago yeah yeah it was only a couple of months ago and I literally just called her because I had like a good wifi connection and I was off to Iceland in a couple of days oh no I was off to no, it was after that. I was off to Ireland in a couple of days and I yeah. was like, I don't know when I'm going to chat to you next because the next, like, last week of my trip is going to be a well, a well in it. She's like, okay. So I just called her and we started chatting and then she brought up, like, what are you going to do when you get home? And I'm like, ah. <laughs> and it all just fell from there. But that's okay. It's okay to... Also, this is one way to make friends in the hostel. Just see each other over your dinner. Someone to give you a hug? Mm. Did anyone give you a hug? Mm. That's upsetting. I kind of just... What did I do? I went... Oh, this is going to sound so sad. No, play on. I, I called mum, I finished that phone call, I washed my dishes, and then I went to bed. Um, and I had these, like, I don't know, all these, like, roommates that I just, just weird dudes that I just didn't know. So I just, like, went so to classic bed. Classic hostel. Yeah, rolled over in the corner of the room and just, like, cried. And then I, like, messaged my best friend and, like, I just absolutely unloaded on her. And she just showed all this stuff back. And she's actually about to study a Masters of Psychology. So she awesome. has some great things to say about Yeah, um, she does some good insight. Oh, she does. Shout out to, she keeps me going some days. Mm. Shout out to Beck. She's the best. Um, awesome. Yeah, so I messaged her and she messaged all this stuff back and I felt a little bit better. What are the, what are the things she said to you? Oh, Do you remember? I'll have to go back and look. Because um, I guess it's something that 
we see like I see a lot I, and I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do like yeah. classic exercise science student I love sport oh my god I, I, yeah. I, yeah I love oh, sport. sport let's do oh, that sport's the best let's go study something that's got <laughs> yeah. in, in the name and yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> there's there's the 5,000 exercise science students that graduate every year there's 4,500 of them have that reaction yeah but, and then they get to the end and they're like oh wait oh wait I need a job wait what <laughs> yeah and it's, then they go study teaching yeah. it's an amazing course if you want to learn a lot a little bit about a lot and and have a really general overview as to all the things that you could possibly do and I str- I really struggled with with it when I was 19, 20, 21 and going through it and going well I love sport I love football I'm probably not good enough to play football yeah I am a PT because well I like sport and I did a little bit of gym and that was that seemed like a good way to spend a gap year yeah and then from there I was just like well shit what now? Exactly. And so many students go through that, I guess, process. And, yeah, it's almost, I don't know, I kind of see it two ways now. It's kind of like we're, we're told that we need to know what we want to do when I think we're too young to necessarily decide. Oh, we're not even allowed to vote, but they want us to decide <laughs> yeah, what we want yeah. to do for the rest of our lives. It's but at the same time, we get restarted. <laughs> but at the same time, I think throwing yourself into something and different things like you have you re- you see what you don't want to do yeah exactly and, and like that science degree told you that you probably weren't going to be a physicist cool tick that off like cross that off the list you like you didn't want to be an architect anymore I think that's why like that American college system is something that's really cool because they kind of have the first year kind of double in a couple of different things yeah and kind of figure out their major and then they mm-hmm. go from there yeah like you don't get into a bachelor of health science you just kind of get into a bachelor and you decide later yeah that's pretty cool that's pretty yeah. cool do you think they should change the way our system runs big question but do you think they could change can change it uh Melbourne you need to try and do something similar but it's still yeah. broken up into it's like fairly specific it's still a bachelor of science and then you choose your subjects from yeah. there um that I don't know unless they change the whole country at the same time <laughs> Well, I it's, think it'll yeah. work. It's hard because I, I think, like, I'm sure you could probably say the same, but me, when I was 18 or 19 and finishing school, 18? How was I? I was 17. I was 17 when I finished school. But when I was, like, 17 finishing school to 18, 21, 22 finishing uni degree, I was a completely different person. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I was just kind of lucky that I did put myself in the, at least the stream of where I was going to end up where I've ended up now. I don't know where I'm going to end up in 10 years or 15 years. Yeah, it changes all the time. But, yeah, it's an interesting one. I've got a question for you. If you could put five things into the school, like high school curriculum, what would they be? Five things. Uh, I'm going to go with broad umbrellas here. Yeah, load up. Life skills. Like what? So things like being able to cook and clean and do washing and just live as an independent human in society. <laughs> like, I had a mate call me probably a year ago now. Yeah. And I'm not going to name names because she'll hate me for it. But she called me up and she was like, she's 22, and she's like, Mads, I need your help. I was like, what? She's like, I don't know how to work the washing machine. I was like, what do you mean? That's, yeah. That's 22, all, but she's been, been living at home for like two years, like up in 
Okay, well, that, well that's impressive. How did that happen? Well, her boyfriend did all her washing, and then when she came back home on the weekends, her mum did it for her. And I was like, Shit. how? How? <laughs> how does that happen? And then I'm like, you're studying like a science degree. I know you can figure this out. And she was like, yeah, okay. And so she called me later. She's like, I got it. I was like, thank God. Um, so just stuff like that. And like the amount of people that just don't know how to cook. Like if you're talking to someone and they're like, oh, I don't know how to cook chicken. I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, if you don't cook it properly, yeah. you get someone else. I'm like, well, yeah, but it's not that hard. So yeah. just basic stuff like that. Yeah, shout out to Tyler who's just moved in to, with us yeah. like, a couple of months ago. He's, uh, he's learning how to cook. We're getting there. Yeah, see? Slowly. Like, what if he was on his own? Oh, mate. Like, yeah. He would eat pizza every night. Yeah. But, and what, what, he, can, he can make a mar- mean burrito, and that's a direct quote from him. <laughs> Have you had his burritos? Yeah, they're not bad. Okay. We did teach him how to do it, though. <laughs> but, yeah, like, cooking and cleaning is some, such a and such, just kind such of basic thing. But uh, is that a balanced diet as well, I think. Yeah, but is that, a, is that school's job to teach us that? Well, I was arguing with a lot of people. I honestly think it's people's parents' jobs to be able to teach them that, like, mm-hmm. as part of raising their child, but not everyone is in the position where their parents are going to teach them or so they don't have parents around. So I think school needs to help supplement that. Yeah. Yeah, but, but hey, trigonometry is really important and stuff. Oh, man. The amount of times I've used Pythagoras' theorem since leaving school is just <laughs> absurd. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> what else? What other subjects? So we got life skills as number one. What are the other... I think there needs to be some sort of driver's head in there. Driver's head? Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, good. What else? Uh, I think basic business knowledge. Ooh, yeah. Did you do business management? No, I didn't. I know nothing about business. And both of my siblings are like business accountant things. Yeah. Business accountant things. Well, I think that's their realm. They're like financial and accounting. (laughs) They're really useful when it's tax time. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, well, business, I did business management and we kind of learned, I think we learned how business, how big businesses run, but we didn't do any small business stuff. Which would have been so helpful for you now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> I've just been winging it for the last couple of years. I think the basics of how the human body works and thrives best, mm-hmm. like at a physical side, like internally, mentally and stuff. So a bit of nutrition, a bit of exercise, a bit of, you know, mental health, self-love sort of stuff. Yeah. Because everyone needs those to get through the day. Yeah. I've, uh, I asked this question for the first time last week, which will be like three three podcasts ago. Yeah. For those guys that are listening. And it was cool to see how different people's answers are because some people go like the really logical answer and I just want to know how to clean and cook and I want to know how to do my tax and I want to know how to change a tire and I want to yeah. get, know how to do all these basic things or run a business. And then it's like, well... we should teach gratitude and perspective and and purpose and self-love and all those kind of things and I'm just like I think think, think both are right I think it would be cool if we had a subject where we went through what are you what are you passionate about what do you love doing yeah like what are you what drives you to get out of bed in the morning what drives you to you know go play soccer with your friends and I think that's the biggest issue like he kind of I said this a lot to Ed the other day when I was filming mm-hmm. and I was doing stuff at his little human happiness project. Um, but you go kind of through as a kid and then through primary school and you just do all the things you love. You don't care about it. Like you could be the worst drawer. Like yeah, you'll draw. you draw. You draw anyway because it's fun. And then I guess to a point where people are like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that anymore. Or, you know, kids, girls playing around at lunchtime, like people are like, oh, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be doing that anymore. Um, or you shouldn't be drawing, whatever it is. And then you kind of forget about that. 
and you don't do it anymore. And you do things you're told to do. Yeah, exactly. Or that other people think you should do. And then all of a sudden you finish high school and you have all this freedom because you're not told to do anything <laughs> anymore and all these people are like, I don't know who I am as a person because their whole, however many last few years of their life have been get up, go to school, come home, do your homework, maybe you play a sport. Play Be a told what to do, when to do it. Yeah. Mm. Um, so and you, then you give us all this freedom at once and it's like, oh my God, what do we do? Yeah, freedom and responsibility all at once because, you know, you've got to fend for yourself, you've got to survive, you've yeah. got to work, you've got to figure out how to, if you're moved out of home, put food on the table and yeah, clothes and on your back. People just, yeah, it's not something that everyone really knows. Yeah, and people just left in that void. Yeah. Yeah, and it takes a while to kind of get your head around it and kind of start moving yourself out of that void. But if you don't have people around you helping you, you could be stuck there for for ages yeah like I feel like I'm still in that void some days some days more than others but yeah just keep putting on yeah but you're work, working out of it and you're trying to yeah. figure out what your why is yeah and what you want to do I was niche the other week we were doing goal setting figure out your purpose that's your weekend homework it's like I need more than a weekend <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good for Mitch I still haven't figured it out. Sorry, but, mate. But that's okay. So going from someone that didn't set goals to someone that has almost been forced to set goals or to <laughs> at least think about what she wants to I be I think doing. I was forced to think about in the end. I end goal setting. I did my own way. I didn't really use your things that you Which is good. But I set some. Good. So we got there. Good. What are they? Um, I literally just wrote on a piece of paper what do you want so it was like cook a new meal every two weeks like awesome. something I hadn't cooked before that's a good goal um, I want to read a book a month which didn't happen last month but hey pick yourself up dust yourself off um, I started the book I just didn't get too far into it yeah. um, it was those two learn something new every week like that I can apply to my clients like through the week so like a coaching thing uh a bunch of like a massive list of things I want to learn to do like to surf get better at snowboarding used to play saxophone and kind of want to relearn that awesome what yeah. kind of sax uh, tenor sick yeah bring it in I don't have it dad sold it because I didn't oh. play it anymore and I was like that's probably a fair call um, <laughs> so yeah get back into that maybe awesome um, yeah just learn a bunch of new things there was like travel goals um what are your travel goals? Because you've done a little, you've been lucky enough to do a little bit of travel. Yeah. Right? What, are you, um, what are your travel goals? They're all over the place. I really want to go to Japan. Really want to go to New Zealand. Do more travel at home. I'd love to go to Canada and the States and just buy a van and just drive for just. I could probably spend a year. I asked you the question last week: if money was no issue and you <laughs> yeah. couldn't fail, what would you do with your life? And your answer was. Buy a van and drive off into the Canadian sunset. Yeah. yeah. What happens when the sun goes down though? It's dark and cold. You just pull over in your van. Have a nap. Have a sleep. Good. Make some food. Do a bit of exploring. <laughs> That's cool. I like that. Is yeah. that something that you're actively trying to pursue or is that just one of those dreams that you're like, that'd be awesome? One of those dreams that I think down the track when I'm in a bit more of a stable position, I'd be like, yeah, we can do that and start planning. But at the moment, it's just kind of like a pipe dream, which is fueled by Instagram. <laughs> yeah, Instagram FOMO. <laughs> like van life and I follow all those like van life and this, that, it's just people living in vans. Like, yeah, I think, it, uh, I think it'd be too much for me if I followed those. 
Yeah. Maybe you want to do it too much. I have a car on the book on book depository that I haven't bought yet, but I will. Just buy, um, just buy mate. Just pull the trigger. Van life, van life book is in there. That's cool. Um, and buy a few others. Uh, yeah. Talk me through your travelling history. So I started with a bang, actually, uh, doing uni, and then I was like, alright, I want to do student exchange. Didn't really mind if it was in the States or Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up getting into the University of Manitoba, which is in Winnipeg, which is smack bang in the middle of Canada. Um, and Winnipeg is like Manitoba. Like Manitoba's the state. Winnipeg's the capital city, and the city's probably the size of Dandenong. And the only difference is that it snows a butt time. So my first, <laughs> my first ever trip was my student exchange. That How long was, was that for? Six months. That's I cool. did about a week in New York with a mate before I went off to Canada by myself. Um, it was negative 30 degrees <laughs> in the heart of winter. Um, did student exchange. A little, bit of to, shock, little bit of a shock to the system. It was kind of gradual. I left Melbourne on a 30 degree day. Yeah. I got to New York and the week I was there, it was like negative one to one degree. That's and not gradual, went, mate. That's minus 30 degrees. Bam, in a day. No, I was there for a week, you know, I had a week yeah, so got, used to okay, zero yeah, and then I jumped another 30. It was yeah. like two phases, just dropped 30 degrees at a time. <laughs> um, I, there was actually like only a handful of moments when I was there that I was like, oh my God, I'm freezing. What, what was it like seeing New York for the first time? Oh my God. It was just like, I don't know, it just filled me with this like magical energy. That's like cool. I left New York and I just felt like I could do anything. Um, yeah, it was unreal. Some people chase it, chase everything for that feeling. Yeah, I'm itching to get back. We'll there. just go to New York, guys. Yeah, exactly. That's that's it. It's done. Box ticked. Next. Yeah, <laughs> done. I found it. No, if you could bottle that and sell it, God, you'd make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, it's called coffee, mate. Yeah, same thing. Would know. <laughs> <laughs> so, New York with a friend, and then Canada by yourself. Straight into Winnipeg. And my first experience with a Canadian was standing in line. At a coffee shop for like a juice or something I think yeah. and I was trying to pull my wallet out of my backpack and like stepped backwards and walked straight into a Canadian police officer oh, and I was like oh shit here we a go bounty. yeah and I was like oh my god I'm so sorry and he's like no I'm sorry and just kept walking and I was like okay what I walked into you and so, he's like sorry so, sorry. so, so it's true walking. what they say about Canadians yeah <laughs> I just say sorry all the time <laughs> no. no Canadians are great great people um, why did you decide to do it by yourself because I have two wonderful sisters that have decided to do the same thing. One got back after spending this year there. And yeah. Sarah's going Seems to Canada like next year, so which will be scary. I think she leaves this year, mate. Oh, Doesn't yeah. she? She's going, oh, she's going in like two weeks, which will be this year still. before this podcast is out. Oof. So she's leaving just after Christmas, and she's going for nine months. I think, why by myself? Yeah. Um, something I don't think I could ever do it. I've always been a bit of an independent person. Like, yeah. I just, I don't know, I love doing things by myself. Like, can hang out by myself and not talk to anyone for days on end quite happily. Um, yeah. I just love being by myself, awesome. doing things by myself, feeling independent. It gives you a chance to meet new people without having the, you know, because I think if you go on a holiday with two or three of your friends, you're going to spend that holiday with two or three. three exactly. Friends. But then there's also. And whether this is made up in your own head or what, but there's also like the kind of expectations of who those people know you as and expect you to be. Mm-hmm. And so especially like finishing high school and not necessarily knowing who you are, the chance to go overseas where you don't know anyone. And just be you. Yeah, it's a huge opportunity to be able to be like, okay, no, this is who I am a little bit. So and figure out who you are. Yeah. 
I think was that was an appeal as well. Um, wow. Yeah, it was, was really cool. How was that six months over there by yourself studying? And so four months was awesome. I kind of had Canada was my home. I set up my base. There was a shuttle bus from uni that went to the grocery store every Sunday, and <laughs> I could do my thing. Um, had a roommate who was not around a lot. I studied a lot. She was like pre-law, so she was a very busy girl. Um, yeah. And then met some like of the other exchange students as friends. Um, and my Finnish buddy Maddie, he was living in another building, so then he made friends with all his mates on his floor. Um, so then I kind of I went on a trip, like a spring break with them. I'd met them once when we watched the Super Bowl. Perfect. And got given endless shit because Seattle lost that year. Should have just thrown the damn ball. Um, <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Give the ball to Lynch and let him run. Um, anyway, yeah, went on a trip for them with them for like a week and a half. We'd road tripped it out to Banff, which was like a 17-hour drive, had a few days there, and then road tripped it all the way back. Awesome. So I was stuck in a car with a bunch of people I kind of didn't really know. Um, but that was really cool. Uh, and like, you know, they'll be friends for life now. So That's amazing. Got to spend the rest of the time with them. It's pretty cool how quickly people can become friends for life. Yeah. Yeah. When you think like, <clears throat> like personally, I don't see too many people from high school anymore. Yeah. And people I spent six years with. Yeah, it's only a handful. Because it was, I guess it was convenient. I guess they were the people that were there. And as soon as you leave, you have the choice whether you want to see them again or not. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like I, we didn't, like didn't, weren't good friends with a lot of them. It's just, we moved in different directions and still yeah. catch up every now and again, but I don't really see anyone regularly. Yeah. But now the people I see regularly are the people that I think, yeah, these guys are going to be lifelong friends because we're seeing each other regularly because it's our decision to see each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we're in the same environment because we want to be in the same environment, not because we have to get up and go to school every day. Yeah. It's, yeah. You kind of figure out who your real friends are pretty quick. Mm. Yeah. Um, And who you want to be surrounding yourself with. Yeah, exactly. It was really cool actually when I was in Europe, like not too long ago, I got to see some of these guys again, so I hadn't seen them for two and a half years. That's cool. So getting to see them again was really awesome. Um, yeah once I finished student exchange in Canada I kind of had I was meant to have a month to travel um, well actually I think it was five weeks so I travelled kind of down the west coast um, and then the Women's World Cup was on in Winnipeg which is where I was uh, well, on Canada but in Winnipeg the USA which is obviously the team watching them kind of started it all mm-hmm. and in Australia were playing there and I messaged dad and I was like I don't really have the money to do it but how cool is that and he's like I'll just loan you the money Go back, do it. The older, oh yeah, I left for a while at home, Dad. <laughs> yeah, no. um, he was like, he'd be, no, I, I kind of really didn't want to like borrow the money off Dad, like yeah. part of that whole being independent thing. But I was also torn with how great of an opportunity that was. Yeah. In the end, Dad was like, don't argue, I'm sending you money. Yeah, well, that would you would have been pretty happy with that decision. Yeah, yeah. So I got to go back to Winnipeg, which is cool because I got to see it in summer as well. Went camping with my mates. Awesome. Um, Went to a Canadian beach, which is just the muddy bank of a river. <laughs> I have no idea. No. Um, and then saw the World Cup, so that was really, really cool. Amazing. Yeah. And then you came home. And I came home, which was... And did, have you, did you do oh, any big trips between then and Europe? I didn't no? go anywhere. Oh, I went to Fraser Island for my sister's wedding, but it was like a family holiday. And then you went to Europe earlier this year? Yeah. Where'd you go? Uh, I started in the Greek islands, a 12-day tour... <laughs> Around the Greek Islands, awesome. which is just pretty much partying the whole time. I won't lie to you. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, we know. We know. Yeah. 
And I think the cool thing was you're just like, oh, yeah, I think I'll be back this day, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I know. I knew, I knew that I'd extend my trip. Yeah. I just knew. Yeah. Um, so I went with a footy teammate who I used to play soccer with as well, and we kind of fallen out of touch, and then she, what rocked up with footy this year, and I was like, what? And so we went to Europe um, together, did Greek islands, and then we kind of did a loop from Paris into Amsterdam, Berlin, Prague, Munich, where we did Oktoberfest, which, again, was just a massive party. Mm-hmm. Um, went through Italy and then into London. So that was, like, five and a half weeks, and then my mate flew home, and then I carried on without her, and I was meant to have, like, four days Solo. in London by myself, but yeah. I was like, no, nah, I need more time. So another call back home to Dad. Uh, <laughs> I seem I seem to find the perfect times. Like, the, when I was in Canada, Dad had just been made redundant, so I got this massive redundancy package. He'd worked at Telstra for, like, over 30 years, so for him to loan me money at that point was just, like, fine, and then I paid it back really quick and then carried on not owing him money for a while and then went back overseas and... He just kind of had settlement of my grandmother's house, so he had a bit of cash floating around. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, he's just, it's bank great. Bank of dad. The bank of dad, no interest, no rush on repayments. Just <laughs> buying an extra good. special Christmas present. And he's like, yeah, cool. Um, good. Yeah, you better be loading up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. No, he knows how much it means to me, so it's okay. Awesome. Um, I've told him. Had a very sentimental birthday message while I was over there, because I miss his birthday probably isn't the way to go about it miss his birthday and then call him up hey dad <laughs> so I had a mate who I met in Canada who was doing student exchange in Iceland so cool. I was like I'll extend my trip and go and stay with her because yeah. again can't turn down that opportunity yeah um, yeah so London Iceland back to London to Ireland and then home what was what was the main differences between this trip and your your last trip uh it was like eight weeks compared to six months, so I think the time yeah. was a lot different, but I think the time I actually spent travelling on, on the move was pretty similar. Um, I kind of did miss having that home base in Canada and feeling like I kind of really lived there and got into a routine and kind of belong there, yeah. but also then I didn't have to worry about studying when I was... <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Um, that's, a, that's a win. Yeah. And I think travelling with my friend, as much as I love it, um, I'm definitely a solo traveller, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah no it was really cool they were both really different but awesome perfect do you have any so what's what's next trip wise Uh, I'd love to go to Japan Um, and mum wants to go with me because dad doesn't want to go to like Portugal Spain and Turkey amazing but got to pay dad back that's kind of the first before I go tick that box tick that box and then we can start planning all right, well, I've got a question for you, and you're going to hate for you, and you're going to hate it. Oh, no, <laughs> don't, don't ask it. What does the next five years look like? <laughs> um, I don't know. I've kind of had this idea lately, but it kind of depends on footy this year. Yeah. Um, and then also a little bit of what's happening financially. So mm. it'll either be this year or next year. Um... I've always wanted to do like a Camp America in the States. Cool. But I'm thinking, can I combine that with strength and conditioning? Yeah. I know there's a lot of summer camps based around um, like essentially summer sports, summer camps for kids yeah. um, where they do a bit of strength and conditioning stuff. So being able to go over there and do a Camp America and like work and do strength As a coach. Yeah. yeah. That'd be really cool, I think. Yeah. Awesome. So I think awesome. that's something I'd look at doing. Um, 
for those listening, Maddie is an outstanding strength and conditioning coach, and she's someone who does not pump up her own tires <laughs> at all around how good a coach she is. So this is me pumping up her tires. That's really cool. I like that because yeah. then you get to kind of combine two things that you're really good at. And that kind of came from a friend who was messaging me the other day. She was in Peru and hadn't got home yet. I was like, I really don't want to come home. I was like, well, you're going to have to because um, <laughs> I'm in Chile, so come home. Um, and, she, yeah, we are messaging back and forth. And I think I was editing photos from my trip at the time. And she was like, just talking and said, I think I bought something up about Camp America. And she's like, why don't you do it? I was like, I've yeah. honestly thought about it. And she's like, well, do it then. Why not? Like, why won't you? I was like, I don't know. I didn't have a solid reason. She's like, then do it. I was like, okay, mom. Shit. Um, I like that. That's so, good. Yeah. She kind of started the ball rolling. Shout out to Jay. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool because I think you can... It's really easy to have all of those crazy ideas, the things that scare and excite you at the same time and all those things that you could just pull the trigger and do, but yeah. until you actually go, you know what, I'm just going to do it and I'm going to put a timeline around it Yeah. and I'm going to go buy a van and go drive off <laughs> the Canadian sunset. I think I had that moment when I did student exchange. Um, yeah. I had a group of friends at school and we all said, oh, how cool would it be to do this? How cool would it be to do this? And we had all these awesome ideas floating yeah. around and then we just never did them and I caught up with a mate for some drinks before I left and she was like I can't believe you're actually doing it she's like yeah. what do you mean and she was like we always say we do this and we do that and me and the mate had an idea to do a world like a worldwide trip and just go to all the water theme parks in the world like, <laughs> That's cool. and just go on all these crazy water slides um, but like obviously never happened yeah um, and you're actually doing it yeah and she was like but you're actually doing this she's like you've been talking about this like all of high school and you're actually doing it I was like yeah that's actually pretty cool yeah so yeah no, I think it's but it's not the, it's not the norm it's not like it's not normal that people just do the things that they say they're going to do yeah and like that's something that <clears throat> I certainly try to you strive at that I love that that because it's if I say I want to do something it's because I want to do it so if I want to do it then why not just figure out how to make it work I feel like you and me are so different like if you're like oh yeah let's just do it we'll do it tomorrow <laughs> with no prior prep whereas I'll be like yeah let's do it let's do it in four months when I've got some things in place and, and we're ready out. to go yeah yeah. like who does a triathlon and doesn't train for it yeah but <laughs> I just wanted to experience what it was like <laughs> well, I would have crumbled in the first kilometre of I the run yeah I maybe with the hip but I think <laughs> yeah. if I have that my kind of the way I look at it is if I have that fear around not doing it the longer or, you wait the yeah, worse yeah, well, that's, yeah it's like or the longer I wait it'll mean it just won't actually happen yeah and I think when was it now it was a few weeks ago now but I did that trip where I'd spend a couple of days by myself yeah and just kayaked and I hadn't spent time in a sea kayak for a long time and it was in <laughs> the like middle, just like ticking along next to Bass Strait and things like that and I was just before I went on the trip, one of the guys said to me, he's like, I could never do that. I'm like, well, you could. Like, you just need to do it. Like, it's not yeah. something, this is completely out of my comfort zone. This is super scary, but I'm so excited to do it. We were taking bets on how long you'd last. Yeah, and I'm alive. Yeah, true. So, <laughs> eat a bag, everyone. Who, we coming? Who said that I'd be alive? Oh, we all kind of thought you'd get back in one piece eventually <laughs> we just didn't know how many road, road bumps they'd be on the way yeah, no like there was bumps. a couple of times where the group message would just light up with a message and I'd just lose it laughing like who thinks Wallace is just stranded and sunburnt on an island right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate how much faith my staff had <laughs> to get back yeah. 
we were all a little worried. I think. Like, what happens if all starts to come back? Oh my god! Yeah, who, who's the judge? <laughs> Mitch. <laughs> I like how like the twelve-year-old just reverts back to being in charge. Yeah, that's well, good. No, like, we, we'd be okay. Mitch has got sorted more than anyone, I reckon. That's probably a fair call. And he just doesn't. I don't know if he just he nothing, does or he just doesn't show it. But he just doesn't stress. <laughs> It's, it's good that you've talked about it because he'll be the podcast before you so everyone can listen to that and then listen to this. Yeah, and they'll be like, oh yeah, Mitch. Yeah, he's got a cupboard. What a guy. Yeah. And I, but I think that, like, back to that point about just doing stuff, like, I'm going to South America for six weeks, kind of on a whim. Like, you have time to plan that, though. Yeah, I had time to plan it, but booking it was kind of like a two-week process. Europe was even less. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Like, for me, it was James... One of, one of my mates went, I've got a um, wedding in South America in March. I'm like, that's awesome. He's like, you should come. I'm like, okay. And then later that night, I was listening and like kind of just said it. Yeah. And later that night, I was listening to a podcast that was with the guy that started Intrepid Travel. Um, I think it was in an Adventure Fit episode. So shout out to Tom and Doc, those boys. But I, um, I think they were talking about how often he went away when he was starting Intrepid and obviously yeah. he started because he was, it was a travel company so him and his business partner love travel and their thing that they kind of landed on was that they have to spend three months of the year away from the business so rather yeah. than maximum it was a minimum okay and that minimum they said made them put people in positions to run the business without them yeah and to keep the business ticking along without them which I thought was really cool and then I called James the next day and I said, mate, let's book it. And he goes, really? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Six weeks. I think he said four weeks and I managed to squeeze it out to six. Um, both being business owners, we probably couldn't have gone much longer. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, it's like Europe. I kind yeah. of walked up to flu training. It's something I'd been thinking about for a while. I kind of knew that I wanted to go at the end of the season, but I was kind of at the point, like, I don't think it'll happen. Mm. But I knew that if I squeezed, I could make it happen. Yeah. And I got to footy and I said something to my mate. She's like, oh, yeah, I want to go too. I was like, oh, yeah. That's She's cool. like, I'll come with you. I was like, oh, okay. And then like a couple of days later, I saw this thing pop up for the um, travel expo, the exhibition center, like on that weekend. And I was like, oh, are you free? Like, let's go. And she's like, yeah, yeah, sure. We went, walked in with no idea of what we wanted to do. And we booked the trip before we left. That's perfect. We like, walked in, booked and walked out. And we sat in the car and like, I kind of sat there. What just happened? Before I turned it on and I was like, did that just happen? And she was like, yeah. What? <laughs> That's the best type of peer pressure where, you, where two people both want something and you just eat, like get each other to and do it. And I think the, the student flights chick that we were talking to was just knew we were in that spot too and she's like, do this, do this, do this and pretty much just booked the whole thing for us and we're like, all right. That's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. She was sitting next to a dude whose hair was like up and into a wave. Oh, yeah. So they're, they're the kind of people you need to take advice on. Yeah. Life yeah. advice. Wait, you know, maybe travel advice. Don't know about life advice. But <laughs> Definitely we'll not your kind of advice. It was like 15 centimetres off the top of his head. It was crazy. <laughs> All right, I've got a bunch of questions for you to finish off. Oh, here we go. First question. I knew these were coming, too, yeah. and I did not prepare answers. That's good, because I've got a few new ones now, actually. Okay. If you could be remembered in one sentence, what would it be? Oh. <laughs> like are we talking this sentence will be like on your tombstone forever yep. or just this is what people will say at your funeral both because I, th- I think I'd want a pun on my tombstone yes I don't remember Good. what it, I don't remember what the pun was but it was something to do with like life and death and it was just so good 
It's it's lost. Okay, we'll, lost in the depths of my brain. Okay, so. we'll try. I'll try and find it. Put it in the uh, in the notes at the bottom of this podcast. But what about if people at your funeral? What would they be saying? Ideally, <laughs> I don't know. Just someone who just loved life. I think, and cool. the people around it. That's awesome. I like it. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great if you had a room full of like everyone that you'd met and loved, and they're all just like, "What a top cheek." Yeah. Yeah. She was right. Yeah. That'd be cool. Mm, definitely. Do you have a morning routine? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> getting, out, um, getting out of bed's a win? Yeah. <laughs> I loved all the week. I don't know what I said. And you're like, Matt, you're probably still in bed. I was like, oh, yep. <laughs> um, I, think you, I think you um, threw shade at me for something. Yeah. And I just yeah. came back with that and you like were in bed. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, he's right. He does it way too well. Um, my morning routine, it depends. Okay, no, I do. If I have to set an alarm to be somewhere, mm-hmm. say I'm coaching 6 a.m., I will leave it to the last possible minute to get out of bed. Like, I'll set my alarm, set a nice time. Hey, all the best people do. Where I can get up, I can get changed, I can get ready for the day, I can eat my breakfast. But I will literally wait to the last minute, race around my house getting everything ready, getting changed, make my breakfast and eat it in the car. Then that, and then I get there like relatively on time. Most, most of the time. Mostly relatively on time. Yeah. Good. Tell me something not many people know about you. I was going to say, I'm very sad I played the saxophone. Not a lot of people That's, know that. No, it doesn't matter. Um, I need a freshie. Everyone knows it now. Yeah. Shit. Uh, I was going to say, I'm just a massive tea bear. I'm the biggest softie, but I feel like everyone knows that too. Mm. Um, like the BFG. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I own all five, and people don't often know that there's five, all five Bring It On movies on DVD. Wowzers, well, I didn't even know there was two. Yeah. There you go. The second one's terrible. Don't waste your time. <laughs> <laughs> Whack. If you could change one thing about the world, what would it be? Oh, my God. I love these questions. These are just... Um... Come on, these are old ones. You would have heard some of these. I know. And it was like, oh, it's fine. I'll never do a podcast. And here we are. <laughs> um, <laughs> he'll never get me in here. Uh... I think if everybody knew how to make themselves happy. Oh, I love that so much. Good. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. How do you make yourself happy? It varies. Um, yeah. Like the other week I was having a shit one, so I just went home and just cooked for a few hours. Cool. And I was like, yeah, cool. Or the other week I shouldn't have done this, and my body paid me back so kindly. I went out the back and I ran around and kicked the soccer ball around. Just had shots of go with my music in. Like, we used to do that for hours. But sometimes that's what we need from, yeah. for uh, up top, even if our body. Up top was great. Yeah. I had a really bad back for like the rest of the week because <laughs> my hips were so out of whack that. It just all crumbled down. But mentally, I felt great. <laughs> hey, that's a win. What is success to you? Oh, I knew this was coming too. I was listening to a podcast the other day and I was like, I need to answer this. Yeah. Um, I think just being happy and being able to live, not too much in the past, not too much in the future, but 
the right amount either side, but mainly in the present, I suppose. Good. Well, you answered this last week, and I'm stealing it off old mate. What is happiness to you? Uh, I don't know. Can we just find the clip and play it now? <laughs> um, I don't even know what I said anymore. Doesn't matter. Say, say something else. Say what you're what's in your mind at the moment. I think... I don't know. I personally find happiness in like the little things, like cooking for a day. There's your answer. Um, yeah, just I actually have a shirt that says it's the little things on it. Good. Yeah, just being able to enjoy those little things. Yeah, there's always going to be things that you have to do that you don't want to do, um, but being enjoy being able to enjoy the little things that happen along the way and being happy for the most part. I think. Awesome. Yeah. What's the greatest piece of advice you've ever been given? Oh. <laughs> You're killing me. Um, I see you squirming and I love it. I think my mum gave me a quote and it was um, a flower doesn't think about competing with the flower next to it, it just blooms. Perfect. Someone put that on a t shirt. I probably could. You probably could. Probably oh, should. Call me. <laughs> That's been my new thing lately. I'm like, how cool would it be to start a t shirt company just pumping out cool designs and shit? Do it. Just gotta find people to buy them in the sweet. Yeah, right? Just gotta talk to the snake hop boys now. Yeah. Help me, please. <laughs> What's the greatest piece of advice you've ever given? I have this habit <laughs> of getting a little bit drunk and turning into a philosopher. Good. And giving my friends all this advice. Um, and one of my friends recently, well, this year actually, been making huge life changes because of a conversation that I had with her. That's when awesome. I was drunk, and I don't necessarily really remember it. That's amazing. But she's so much happier now because of it. Life's good. Um, so we stuffed up. We should have gotten you a couple of froffies down. Yeah, nah, we're going to need more than a couple. <laughs> this is like 4 a.m. sitting in the gutter kind of conversations. Hey, this is a portable mic. We can take it everywhere. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> it's Friday night. So what was the piece of advice? You didn't give, actually give me the I piece think, of advice. I think it was, I think I said to her, I think you're losing sight of who you are as a person and what you enjoy doing. Ooh. And you're getting caught up in this work and stuff. And I was like, and it's not you. Cause like she's someone that like loves playing soccer and loves being outside adventuring and doing all cool stuff with her and her and her boyfriend going on these crazy bike rides and they used to do those like human powered vehicle like things. Yep. And she's got like two labs um, they just love life as well and they love going and doing little adventures and stuff and I'm like you've just been so caught up in work lately because she was like a paralegal like in the city like at this crazy big firm like just doing crazy crazy hours yeah. and I was like you've lost sight of all that and I can tell you're not happy and she was like oh my god you're right that's cool and then she quit that job got a job in Frankston so it was like way less travel time um, so she had way more time and then she realised that she didn't like that job either so she left that She's back with me at the maze now. Um, she happier? Yeah. And she's been taking me more time with uni and has kind of found some subjects that she's really liking. So she's moving in that direction next year. So she's... And one conversation. Yeah. One chain, One thing. That I don't really remember a lot of. That but she, it doesn't matter. Yeah, sticks in her mind. And I'm like, yeah, if I helped, sure. There's nothing better than seeing, seeing someone just make a little change that changes the whole their whole yeah, existence. It's really, really cool. And it doesn't like like we were talking about before, you just gotta do it. Yeah. Most people know that they wanna be doing something else or yeah. wanna be doing this. Like 
if you that question I asked you the other day about what well, if money wasn't an issue and you couldn't fail yeah. you couldn't fail what would you do with your life if your answer isn't what I'm doing now then maybe you need it or, or what yeah. I'm working towards now if you're not working towards it then, then maybe you should tweak it yeah. yeah I think the coolest thing is like I gave her that advice like whatever but she could have stayed safe and not done it but she did like I think that's the coolest part yeah, well, everyone can sit there listen to Tony Robbins or listen to Gary Vee or Whoever. any of the yeah. like any of the great philosophers or anything like that. But unless you actually do it, what's that's, the point? That's the part that takes balls. Yeah, definitely. Quote of the day: That's the part that takes balls. <laughs> you can twist that so many ways. <laughs> what are you most proud of? You added this in purely you knowing I don't pat myself on the back. Correct. God damn. Um, I don't know. Come on, are you? Um, I want an answer. Someone who has every right to pump their tires up but doesn't. So now's your chance. Give I don't, me yeah, that doesn't mean I do it. Um, I don't know. I like to be like quietly proud of things. Mm-hmm. We'll be quietly proud. On the podcast, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know. We'll work on it. We'll get there. Yeah, maybe. Flip it. What are you most ashamed of? I think there's much. Cool. Probably nothing. It's good. Do you have heroes? Give me one person you look up to and why. Oh, probably my parents. That's like a, such a cliche answer, but like, they, like, my, my dad like, knows everything. Like, I just don't know how he knows everything. <laughs> like, he just knows how to fix everything. And it could be like, oh, dad, my TV broke. He's like, oh, you're cool. I'll just fix it. They're like, rewire the whole house or like, that's crazy <laughs> shit. Or, like, you'll be just having a shit day, you'll just say something dumb, and you'll be like, yeah, okay. Um, That's awesome. And then mum's just the best. Every person that ever meets mum is like, oh, my God, your mum's amazing. I'm like, I know. Um, yeah, just that them as a collective um, would literally just do anything for me, my brother and my sister. Like, they really would. Awesome. And just, I don't know, you kind of don't realise it when you're little, but, like, how much they probably sacrificed to be able to let us do the things we wanted. <laughs> Yeah, I think when you get to, you know, 20, 21, 22, you start to realise, holy shit, my parents were right. Like, my my mum used to work Saturdays, like, when we were little, like, like as a dental nurse. And yeah. dad would, like, drive me and my brother. We'd both do little athletics in the morning, and then we'd both play basketball. Yeah. He would literally just spend his whole day driving us around. And I know he had a list a mile long of things mum probably wanted him to do that day. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's cool that you can appreciate it now. Yeah. But even now, like, the other week when I house-sitted for my sister, Dad was like, do you need any money for food? <laughs> I was like, yeah. no, I'm okay. And he's like, no, I know you probably don't have a lot of money because you've just come back from a trip. I'm like, I'll be all right. Um, That's nice. Yeah. That's awesome. That literally do anything. What advice would you give 15-year-old version of yourself? Just stop stressing about things because it's not going to help at all. Can you give 
current yeah. you the same advice, please? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I filmed, like, that whole thing with um, Ed the other day, and I walked away, and I was like, I'm a hypocrite. Like, <laughs> I just said all this stuff, and then I don't listen to any of it. But you're working through it. Like, you're, yeah. You're trying to get it, which is... We're trying. All we can ask. Some days I try more than People, others. like... And in the, like, the world of social media and stuff, like people look at other people and go, well, they've got it sorted, they've got it perfect, it's all switched on. But I do a lot of that sometimes. Everyone's just trying to sort shit out. Everyone's trying to figure it out. And even if some people seem like they've got it sorted sometimes, they're definitely not going to have it sorted all the time. Oh, I do that not necessarily with Instagram, but like with my own life. Like I remember the start of this year, my brother got this massive corporate internship, like which was really cool but I was so torn between like being really proud of him for doing it but then also being like oh my god my kid brother's got shit sorted out what the fuck am I doing yeah (laughs) and I remember like having a tear into my best friend and she was like why are you stressing about this yeah Yeah. like, well you're right I don't know why there was actually a really interesting episode of How Many Mother that I watched with KP last night that was basically that. It was like one of two of the characters were having a baby, and then all the other characters like spent the whole yes, episode yes, yeah. like stressing about what's going on in their lives and why aren't they married? Why don't they have? Uh, aren't they moving forward in their job? Why aren't they, you know, doing the things they want to be doing? You know, why aren't they having a baby? And it's it's really easy for us to get caught into that trap. You can't compare yourself. You just can't. Yeah. I do it all the time, but I'm like, stop. Yeah, but at least you're able to grab yourself and check yeah. it and go, you know what, I probably shouldn't. Yeah, stop being stupid. Like, you have no idea what's going on in their life. Like, yeah, it could be so much different than what yeah. it seems. Definitely. Just back to how many mother. Yeah. My life goals that I have a collection of friends that you go to a Christmas movie every year and I just bring a gingerbread house as a snack. <sighs> have you seen that episode? I'm more than happy. Yeah, I was... I think that was like the one half. Yeah, yeah. That's I think I think yeah. it is because like they all get there and Ted just like sends them all on their way to sort shit out. He just yells at them all. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you're more than happy. Have, yeah, more than welcome. I can't talk today. Yeah, it's not great for a podcast. No. You're more than welcome to come over with the gingerbread house and watch Christmas movies with us. Well, I know show, where you live like now. So. You do. You do. All right. If you could invite three people to dinner, who would they be and why? They can be dead or alive. Oh my god. Um, what are we eating first up? No. <laughs> Three people to dinner. It would be Dawn Scott because I would just pick her brain yeah. about like the US Women's National Team. And, cool. Like, I had a very big obsession for a moment for a time there. Um, JK Rowling because Harry Potter is the greatest thing ever <laughs> good and who's your favourite character in Harry Potter Hermione oh no Professor McGonagall ooh yeah good. yeah I like it she's just she's awesome um and then a third yeah you do Jesus Christ um he's more than welcome if you want <laughs> Nah, he, he can stay with <laughs> Um, I don't know. Come on, one more. First person comes in your head, go. Alan DeGeneres. Ooh. I think I just get the party started. Yeah, treat yourself. Good from you. All right, a couple of favourites to finish off. Favourite way to spend a Sunday afternoon? When it's footy season or when it's not footy season? Give me one of each. 
footy season hopefully celebrating a win and going out to dinner with the team good um yeah uh not footy season lying in my hammock out the back reading a book with a massive cheese butter just drinking wine and chewing or with people as well we can have it cheese and wine <laughs> there can be people I guess people or in a hammock reading like either, either way I like it I'm really excited for Christmas time because the cheese platters comes out a lot more. Oh, it's just food central. It's mm. great. So good. Favourite alcoholic beverage? At the moment, whiskey. Like Yeah, good. Uh, whiskey dry. I like it. Favourite pun? I don't think I have one favourite. All puns are great puns. It's just whatever happens in the moment fellow pun lover yeah just the, whatever happens the quick ones are the best yeah the ones that are just like the ones where my dad stops and it's just like and he smiles yeah. I'm like proud of a smile like yeah. good yeah those ones they're like my favourite favourite book um I love the Harry Potter series. I, I think that's what got me started in reading. I used to just read them all the time. That's cool. Um, I've been reading a little bit, like, lately. I think it started when I was travelling around Canada and the States. Like, books of essays on people's lives, but just, like, funny ones. So then there's one by Sloane Crosley. I was told there'd be cake. Oh, no. No, it was how, how did you get this number? And that's just full of just these random little anecdotes of people of her life. It's just, cool. I was laughing out loud on trains and getting weird looks and just rolling with it. That's cool. I like that when you get lost in a book so much that people look at you weird. Yeah. It's and you just, it's literally just laughing at their everyday occurrences. Like yeah. that, something, another thing that makes me happy, just like fail videos of people falling oh, over. So good. And just sit there for hours. It just yeah. makes me happy. Yeah. That's, uh, if I ever need, if I'm ever here in here in my office all day, just pumping out one thing at a time, I'll, I'll make 10 minutes where I can sit there eat, have a coffee or something and just watch fail videos. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. So simple. So good. Yeah, so hilarious. Favourite movie? Remember the Titans. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Great choice. Mm. Favourite TV show? Crazy Anatomy. Jumping <sighs> binge, binge good. watching good. lately. Last one. Favourite quote? <sighs> I'm also a quote lover. And I just have so many. I'm not letting you leave without giving me one. The issue is there's so many that I can't choose one. Doesn't matter. Pick one. Or pick two. There's one by a soccer coach in the States. He coaches North Carolina's women's soccer team, um, Anson Dorrance, and he's coached there for years and just won so many national championships. And... I'm pretty sure it was him. Anyway, there was this, it's this massive quote that just kind of keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. Um, and it's kind of just about like when you're playing sport and you just kind of get over like the power in your head is just better. I don't remember exactly what it is, but essentially... Oh, no, I don't. It's, Come on. it's gone. No? Um, let's see if I can find it. Um, or in the meantime, the other one that I said earlier, like a flower doesn't think about. Yeah the black flower next week it just blooms um and then another one would be um the sun doesn't think about competing with the moon they both shine when it's their time 
Yeah, I like that. That's Philosophically, awesome. I like that. But isn't the moon's light a reflection of the sun anyway? Just saying. Just, just, <laughs> just don't <laughs> think too much about it. <laughs> I um, <clears throat> I ran into it like I was looking through something the other day, and I ran into a bunch of quotes from Fire Club. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? No, I haven't oh, actually. I need the to. The quotes are probably the greatest quotes of all time, and I've had one stuck in my head for like three days. It's just one of the ones from Tyler's. Your this is your life, and it's ending one minute at a time. Yeah. Full stop. Underline. Highlight that shit. Put it in. Because like, like we talked about before, if you can't make that decision and pull the trigger, yeah, it's not gonna happen. It's yeah, no, it's not. It's interesting. You found it? No, this could be forever away. I don't actually oh, even know where to find it. All right, we could I have it on my computer and I know exactly <laughs> where it is, but I don't know where to find it in the depths of the internet. Well, guys, thank you very much for listening. Oh, for listening. listening. Thanks, guys, for listening. Thank you, Maddie, for coming on. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, I Finally, would, we got I there. I would do it again. Oh, stop it. Yeah. We'll do one at 4 a.m. in a gutter somewhere. Friday uh, night. If I make it to 4 a.m. Friday night, I'm in trouble because I've got to coach at 8. <laughs> oh, you rookie. It's going to be tough, but we'll see how we go.